Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I was buried alive. What do I do? Do I keep digging? Hell no. I gotta turn my ass around and get back up to the range. It's high noon for Thursday, October 22nd, 2020, and I truly Apologize for the sound quality of this piece of shit technical interface that I have when I am on the road. And right now I am on the road. So thank you guys so much for the support for yesterday's episode. Thank you for sharing it with people. Um, Your reactions to it have meant a lot to me. And nothing's better than hearing that it meant a lot to you. Uh, I had a friend of mine about an hour ago tell me that he just had lunch with his parents who are ardent, uh, well, I guess lifelong Democrats and uh, currently Biden supporters, but they're more the kind of people that are like, we just really need to get Trump out of the White House. You know, that's kind of just a, uh, a standard narrative. And they were talking and his mom asked him and she was like, did you uh, go vote for Biden or, did, you know, you're voting for Biden. We need to get this guy out. And he was like, yeah, you know, mom, I actually have already voted and uh, I voted for Trump. And he said that after that, the conversation actually went really well. And I love that because he was so concerned about being honest with his family, who he loves, like they have a great relationship. And he was still scared to tell them what he believed because he was so worried that it would conflict with with what they believed. And I was like, yeah, man, that's literally the definition of oppression. You are not allowed to be your own person because you're scared of what other people are going to think or how society might punish you or how your workplace might punish you. And that's exactly what I was talking about yesterday. And that's exactly what I want for people to be able to avoid because it's just, 
It's, it's so sick and deranged and unhealthy. Like we need to get past that point. There's absolutely nothing wrong with supporting Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And even if you thought there was a few months ago, you certainly can't pay attention to anything right now and still believe that. And I just want to say I'm super self-conscious of how bad the audio is going to be because I'm recording through Soundtrap, which is what I usually use to only record um, remote interviews. I usually just use GarageBand and like my nice mic at home, but now I'm fucked and I'm going through AirPods and I hope you don't hate me, but I really, really feel it. Stop oppressing me. So the debates are tonight, and I am absolutely stunned that Joe Biden is even going to show up. Like, how did he not decide to get COVID today? That would be a better result than whatever is going to happen tonight. Joe Biden is so far gone on this Hunter Biden scandal, and it is insane to me that I have smart friends who don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. And they're like, yeah, I read news sites all the time. And it's like, no, you don't, you liar. You read what Apple News sends you up as a notification. And then if it reinforces your view, you click on it. And then because one of the articles is from Wall Street Journal and one of them is from New York Times and one of them is from Fox News and one of them is from uh, the Huffington Post, you're like, yeah, I, I, I read a wide range of sources. No, you don't. And I know people believe this. And this is a terrible, terrible, ignorant mindset. And I'm not like trying to dog my friend because I still love my friend. But if you're doing this, or someone you know is doing this, you are being fucked by your computer. These websites, the articles that they point out to you are algorithmically chosen for you, okay? So if you are always reading liberal bullshit, they're going to feed you more liberal bullshit. And if you're always reading conservative bullshit, they're going to feed you sports. Because the last thing they want is for you to get a straight information stream. Steve Jobs' wife owns Axios and Atlantic. I should say widow, not wife. The Atlantic and Axios. The Atlantic has gone from being like one of the country's storied literary political commentary magazines to being like two steps above Vox. But the crazier thing is that the Atlantic will publish genuine traitors to America. Like those 50 former intelligence agency guys I was talking about yesterday, those guys write in the Atlantic. Everybody possible in government right now who is compromised can publish an article in the Atlantic any day. They literally publish everything David Frum writes. And I used to respect the shit out of David Frum. But go to his Twitter. The guy is a conspiracy theorist. Like Q is right five times more often than David Frum. In fact, 
David Frum was one of George W. Bush's speechwriters and helped lie us into the Iraq war. One of the greatest mistakes in the history of the United States, and he was a key figure. That was the whole neocon movement, by the way. And who were all the former intelligence officials? Neocons. Want to guess how many of them started the Iraq war, lied an entire nation into a 19-year-long excursion in the Middle East that Donald Trump is finally wrapping up? What did we gain? Was ISIS gone when Obama left? No. Trump did that. Did Obama kill bin Laden? Yes. Did he kill bin Laden way after he could have killed bin Laden? Also, yes. Who didn't want to do it? Joe Biden. None of what I just said is false. I'm happy to source it for you. I'm not going to waste my time doing that because I would like for you to just go look it up for yourself. But I could do that if I wanted to. I don't want to. I want to be clear about that. But I could do it, which means that you can do it because we both have internet access or you wouldn't be listening to this. So Joe Biden uh, going to the debate is insane to me. Last night, Fox News reported that the FBI has been in possession of Joe Biden's laptop for a year. Like I have already told you, they've known about it since April of 2019. When did they first know about it? Right after Joe announced his run for presidency and Hunter walked the laptop right into the repair shop and then never picked it up again. Think there's a connection? There might be. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But regardless, the FBI has had an open case on Joe and Hunter Biden for 11 months. Why didn't the computer come out? Who would have stopped a thing like that? Would it be Chris Ray, Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, replacing the former corrupt director of the FBI? And whose benefit was Christopher Ray working for? Well, goodness sakes, it was the Democratic Party and the old guard. Now, why would he cover up a computer like that while knowing that Joe Biden is running for president? And what's that? Donald Trump is being impeached for something in the Ukraine. And the exculpatory evidence is on the computer under the FBI's control. Gosh, that's shocking. You think this sounds like a conspiracy? I fucking agree. The only difference is, unlike Russian collusion, this is real. All of this is real. It can't get any realer. The idea that some people do not believe this I would say it's unbelievable to me. Well, then, I I mean, them believing is unbelievable, whatever. I would also say it's the craziest thing, but I think everything's the fucking craziest thing lately. So it's shocking to me that people are so uncurious 
about the world around them that they allow their information to be fed to them by the phone that they bought from the company that made the phone in Chinese factories where slave labor spends 12 hours a day putting them together and the factories have suicide nets around them so that all their employees just don't kill themselves at the same time. Am I joking about that? Nope. You know where you can look it up? On the internet. Know where you can find it? On totally legitimate news sites. Why do I know that and you don't? Well, because you're a socialist and you think everything should be just like China and you scream about socialism from the phone that was built by Chinese slave labor in a factory with suicide nets, you fucking idiots. Like how long, how long do we have to put up with these people and pretend at the same time that the things that they are saying are smart? They're not smart. You cannot talk about socialism from a fucking iPhone on Twitter. Socialism doesn't make those things. Although a combination of communism and corporatism just might. You see, because what's happening is our corporatist economy and society allows these companies to get as big and powerful and profitable so their owners can get as rich as they want so long as they do the bidding of the people in power. One hand washes the other. That's why Jack Dorsey is able to be a multi-billionaire so that people can exchange short messages. But at the same time, he has to make sure what messages are going out to make sure that the people who were in power can stay in power or retake power, but never, ever, ever give up any power to people who don't go along. And right now, all of that stuff is involved with China because China funds all of them. Joe Biden. There is a Biden center at the University of Pennsylvania, I believe. Kind of going from memory here. Like I said, on the road, $70 million from the Chinese to the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. What do they do with that money? Why would China give $70 million to the Biden Center? Hmm. Would it be so that they can put their scientists here and then steal our IP back to China? Yes. Would it be so that they can control the educational climate and turn everyone into these fucking critical race theory Marxist morons? Yes. Would it be so that American history becomes a thing of the past and we write a new past like Nicole Hannah Jones's 1619 Project? Yes. 
Does Biden slap his name on there for free? No. Does Biden get money from China to do that? Yes. Yes. Because it's not no. You think they're just honoring him with a building? Joe Biden attend the University of Pennsylvania. Joe Biden doesn't even live in Pennsylvania. He lives in Delaware. His Senate papers are stashed in a basement in Delaware, and no one is allowed to see them because they might talk about Tara Reid or how much other fucked up shit Joe Biden used to do in the 70s. There's an amazing article right now that everyone should read on National Review. They published it last night. It's by Kyle Smith, and it's about this weird interview in 1974 with Joe Biden where he was discussing his recently dead ex-wife's, or I guess she's just his recently dead wife. She wasn't his ex before she died. She's his ex because she died. You guys understand what I'm saying. So Joe Biden's recently dead wife, and he is going on and on to the interviewer about how good her body was and about the great sex that they had. What? If I was interviewed, I don't think that I would talk about having sex with any woman, especially not a fucking dead one. Ah, yeah, excuse me, Senator. Uh, you know, I, I I hate to bring up a touchy subject, but I know your your wife recently died, and, and I I understand that you know you and Jill were having an affair when she died, and she was also married too, so you guys were were both having an affair, and the details of the death are are pretty sketchy, but we'll go with the main story. That's all fine. That's all fine. So, how are you recovering? Well, you know, she used to fuck like a champ. That's disturbing everyone should be disturbed go read it for fuck's sake the idea that joe biden is a nice kind gentleman is insane the entire talk from joe biden and like one of his associates was talking about how joe biden needed to find the perfect wife someone who is not only beautiful but rich and would make a good first lady because Joe Biden was so important that he was needed in the White House. This is out of Joe Biden's mouth 46 years ago. 46 years ago. That is unrelenting ambition. It is obsession with wealth and self-image. And these people have the fucking gall to say that Donald Trump is a narcissist. Joe Biden can barely wake up in the morning. And apart from that, he's a criminal. So we can get back to that. Let's just get back to Joe Biden being an unremitting criminal. So the FBI found the laptop. That's tight, right? Tight T-I-T-E. I like to spell it that way when I'm being totally radical. And so there should be no doubt in anyone's mind anymore. 
that the laptop is in fact real. And of course it's real. And I told you it was real. And there was no reason to ever believe it wasn't real unless you believe absolutely everything the central narrative tells you, which you'd have to be an idiot for that. Oh, wait, let's come back to his laptop because I have to get this in. And I know that I'm probably just going to go on a tirade about the other thing. And then it'll be like a half an hour and I'll be like, okay, got to go. So yesterday, the FBI and uh, the FBI director, Chris Ray, who's one of the most uh, corrupt and compromised people in federal government, came out with the director of national intelligence, uh, Ratcliffe, and the two of them gave their little segments of this speech about how Iran was trying to influence our election for the benefit of, give it a guess, Joe Biden. And how were they doing this? Well, they got voter rolls, and then to those voters, they hacked a domain that was meant to look like a Proud Boys website. And they sent threatening emails to those donors that said if they didn't vote the way they wanted, then the Proud Boys would come and like kick their asses or something. I don't know. So wait a second, you say. The Proud Boys are telling people to vote for Trump or they're going to kick their asses. And that's supposed to help Biden? Well, yeah, because first off, no one who's voting Biden is going to be convinced by that. The message that's actually sending them is that the Proud Boys are planning violence for after the election. And so what does that do? It distracts really dumb people, a.k.a. Biden voters, And it implants a narrative into their heads that the right wing is going to try to steal the election and then cause violence after they lose or after the election is unsettled. Now, Iranian hackers did this. And the understanding you need to have is that not only is no one on the right I don't know any Trump supporter anywhere who is thinking about going out and rioting or attacking anyone if Trump loses. Why? Because none of us believe he's going to lose. Okay? That's not something that people who think they are going to win fairly think about. It is something that people whose entire job for the last five years has been to convince people that they are being treated unfairly, that they should have really won the election, that they should get Supreme Court justices even when they're not in power. They're trying to convince you guys, you Democrats, That if you lose and when you lose, in the landslide way you will lose, it has to be because Donald Trump, the anti-American traitor, cheated all of you. 
And so what do you do? Call up Black Lives Matter and Antifa and go out there and hold up some stupid signs while you protect the cause with your raised fist. Yes, you're very woke. Congratulations. Backpats for you children. That's not what's going to happen. Well, it might happen on the left. There's no way in hell it's happening on the right. So what this does is it implants a narrative. It also says, look at this. Proud Boys are going to do this. And you know who likes the Proud Boys? Donald Trump. Remember when we asked him about them in the debate out of nowhere and he said he disavows them, but we pretend he didn't? This shit is crazy. Crazy. But the worst part of it was that all the media sources that you love so much, they all retweeted it and amplified it. Rachel Maddow sent it out to her 10 million followers. The pathetic little weaklings, the little grifters at Project Lincoln or Lincoln Project, they go either way, which is probably true of the men in the organization too. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but come on. Uh, They all sent all of this out to all of their followers. So literally days after Hunter Biden's laptop is discovered and the information comes out, literally days after this same media took something real out of the world, right? And then said that it was Russian disinformation, even though we have the laptop, which the FBI and the DOJ confirm, Hunter Biden's signature, corroborating witnesses, people who said the emails are real, checks on the domains, secret service schedules that correspond to the dates in the emails where Joe and Hunter were traveling for these exact meetings with the corrupt oligarchs from other countries. Even though we have all of that, Russia must have done it. Russia probably created the pictures from nothing, stuck them on a computer, mailed the computer to Wilmington, Delaware, wrote Hunter Biden's signature, all of that, and then gave it to the FBI a year and a half before anyone else found out about it. Russian disinformation, wily Russians. I said it yesterday. Those wily Russians, they killed it. Good job, Russia. You guys are fucking awesome. So that, that right there is disinformation. And then these same gullible, stupid lunatics take actual, obvious Iranian disinformation about the election and they spread it far and they spread it wide. And what happened? Did Twitter take it down? No, they didn't. Of course they didn't. Why? Because it helps their narrative. And what's their narrative? Anything that helps Joe Biden. Say that Trump has a best friend who's an actual monster. Like a green monster with scales, drools, hides in your closet, bites children's heads off. Trump is uh, friends with that guy. Did you know that? Makes sense. Let's spread it around. Let's make a Lincoln Project commercial. You know that those are never coordinated with fake news drops. Whenever a big story comes out, Project Lincoln, Lincoln Project has a, uh, they go both ways, has a commercial out like 
18 seconds later, as if they don't know the news is coming out. And who is this stuff dumb enough to fool? Your quote unquote smart friends. Because that's what smart people think. They think the thing that other smart people think. And how do they know they're smart people? Well, they think the same thing that I think, and I'm smart. How do I know I'm smart? Well, I read lots of sources. Oh, like what? Oh, like the Wall Street Journal, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, really just whatever's on Apple News. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So really, your only source is Apple News. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, but you keep up with the headlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. You know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come down. Let's debate. Let's debate. I'm sure you got really, really interesting things to say to me. Oh, I'm on a hot one today. People were trying to eat me alive on Instagram for the last 24 hours because they got mad that I put Rudy Giuliani's videos up. Rudy Giuliani, by the way, if you go to my Instagram, uh, at I'm your moderator, or maybe it's on my personal one too, but either it's on both, but, uh, Rudy in his normal podcast or whatever it is he does, he does like this little show. It's called like Rudy Giuliani's common sense or something, but he goes entirely through what the Ukraine scandal is. What the $1.5 billion from China is, what the money from the former Moscow mayor's wife is. All of this is tens of millions of dollars going to Joe and Hunter Biden to influence United States foreign policy. That is real bad. In a very, very real way, Joe Biden would not be allowed to run for president because he could not get a security clearance. And the funniest thing is that the news always knows that these stories are going to come out because, of course, they've been hiding them, right? And so what they do is preemptively drop stories about Trump, the bullshit thing about the Chinese bank account, right? What's that? They've been doing the Russia shit for years. They literally impeached him over Ukraine for asking or potentially asking about something Hunter Biden actually did that's illegal with his own dad. Any president, any president in the future who knows that someone in power has done something like that should be investigating that shit to the fullest capacity. Always, always. I don't give one motherfuck if it's their political opponent. In fact, I want it to be their political opponent because I don't want anyone running for public office who would sell their office for 47 fucking years around the world to our enemies. Joe Biden is a traitor to America. It is not a theory. It is there. It is factual. It will all come out. And here's how, all right? There's going to be this guy showing up tonight at the debate as a uh, guest of Donald Trump. So he will be sitting there looking at Joe Biden while Joe Biden lies to America. And of course, Trump's not going to let him do this. 
But the media is going to try to make it so that Trump can't stop him by muting Trump. See what I'm saying? Fucking pathetic, right? All right. So here we go. This guy's name is Tony Bobolinsky. Okay. And I'm going to read this for a second. So just bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this quickly. Here we go. My name is Tony Bobolinsky. Bob Dabalina. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I'll start again. My name is Tony Bobolinsky. The facts set forth below are true and accurate. They are not any form of domestic or foreign disinformation. Any suggestion to the contrary is false and offensive. I am the recipient of the email published seven days ago by the New York Post, which showed a copy to, to Hunter Biden and Rob Walker. That email is genuine. This afternoon, I received a request from the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs and the Senate Committee on Finance, requesting all documents relating to my business affairs with the Biden family, as well as various foreign entities and individuals. I have extensive relevant records and communications, and I intend to produce those items to both committees in the immediate future. I am the grandson of a 37-year Army intelligence officer, the son of a 20-plus-year career naval officer, and the brother of a 28-year career naval officer, naval flight officer, sorry. I myself served our country for four years and left the Navy as Lieutenant Bobolinsky. I held a high-level security clearance and was an instructor and then CTO for Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. I take great pride in the time my family and I served this country. I am also not a political person. What few campaign contributions I have made in my life were to Democrats. If the media and big tech companies had done their jobs over the past several weeks, I would be irrelevant in this story. Given my long-standing service and devotion to this great country, I could no longer allow my family's name to be associated or tied to Russian disinformation or implied lies and false narratives dominating the media right now. After leaving the military, I became an institutional investor, investing extensively around the world and on every continent. I've traveled to over 50 countries. I believe, hands down, we live in the greatest country in the world. What I'm outlining is fact. I know it is fact because I lived it. I am the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings, which was a partnership between the Chinese operating through CEFC slash Chairman Yi and the Biden family. I was brought into the company to be CEO by James Gilliar and Hunter Biden. The reference to the big guy in the much publicized May 13th, 2017 email is in fact reference to Joe Biden. The other JB referenced in that email is Jim Biden, Joe's brother. Hunter called his dad the big guy or my chairman and frequently referenced asking him for his sign-off or advice on various potential deals that we were discussing. I have seen Vice President Biden saying he never talked to Hunter about his business. I've seen firsthand that that's not true because it wasn't just Hunter's business. They said they were putting the Biden family name and its legacy on the line. I realized the Chinese were not really focused on healthy financial return on investment. He said ROI. I'm just reading it for you. So with context, you know, they were looking at this as a political or an influence investment. 
Once I realized that Hunter wanted to use the company as his personal piggy bank by just taking money out of it as soon as it came from the Chinese, I took steps to prevent that from happening. The Johnson report connected some dots in a way that shocked me. Now, listen, guys, pausing for a second. That's the Senate report, the summary that I read on an episode a few weeks ago. If you search the, uh, the episode descriptions, you'll find it. Or you can go look. There is a 10-page, or not 10-page, I'm sorry, uh, a 10-item uh, Senate report on Hunter Biden's corruption overseas. Continuing. The Johnson report connected some dots in a way that shocked me. It made me realize the Bidens had gone behind my back and gotten paid millions of dollars by the Chinese, even though they told me they hadn't and wouldn't do that to their partners. I would ask the Biden family to address the American people and outline the facts so I can go back to being irrelevant. And so I'm not put in a position to after to have to answer those questions for them. I don't have a political axe to grind. I just saw behind the Biden curtain and I grew concerned with what I saw. The Biden family aggressively leveraged the Biden family name to make millions of dollars from foreign entities, even though some were from communist controlled China. God bless America. That is a national hero. Okay. Joe Biden is a criminal and a traitor. And Hunter Biden, I just feel bad about because he is a drug addict who was used by his fucking villain father. All right. There's nothing more to say about it. It's not Donald Trump is kind of, but Joe Biden, he's like a nice guy. He's going to restore us to normalcy and a sense of pride. Oh yeah, you have so much pride in your country that you get all your news from Apple Podcasts. Yes, I believe you. It's all about normalcy and pride. No, it's your self-image because you're scared of what imaginary Europeans are going to think of you. You don't even have European friends. You just imagine what Europeans will think of you because your president is Donald Trump and then you wilt like a little fucking flower, you little millennial scum. Okay, that's a little excessive, I guess. But whatever. I'm starting to really dislike these people, man. It's too late in the game. It's too late in the game not to care. You are giving our country away. Now, I know I'm running long today, especially with the bad audio quality, but I want to try to hit two more things really quick, right? So the never Trump, like fake intelligentsia conservatives, and then the very responsible people in the middle, like the Atlantic, like all of these totally corrupt and foolish morons who just read a lot of books and went to nice colleges because their parents or grandparents did something with their lives. These people, they're all talking about like whether or not normal people what are the average Americans going to care about? Oh, I don't think the average American cares about this. The average American cares about whether or not Donald Trump talks nicely to women. <laughs> like these people don't know anything about anyone. They only know about their dumb ass peers who they talk to. Some of, some of the time they have like one real peer like a person like me who says some of this stuff to them, but they usually exert such social pressure that that person will shut up most of the time. They'll push back a little, but not enough to actually change anyone's minds, right? So these people are constantly wondering what 
normal people care about. And what they're telling you by saying that or what they're communicating to people who are by and large extremely ignorant, they're saying no one cares about this. And what they're telling you is that no one smart cares about this. Therefore, you don't have to waste your time, right? Because they're the very serious people. They're the people that know everything. They're the oracles. They're the keepers of the flame. That's why they're called the Atlantic. You know, it sounds majestic and old. Maybe like Moby Dick was swimming in it at one time. It's fucking famous. So you got to trust them, right? And if they say, no one cares about this stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those smart people don't care, so I guess no one does care. suppose it's not worth finding out. If the guy that's been in fucking power for 47 years and was our vice president and was a senator and got paid off by the credit card companies and then did all this foreign business around the world and whose son's a junkie and whose wife and daughter mysteriously died and while he was having an affair, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe no. No one smarts worried about that. Like, how dumb do you have to be to care if like the guy who's running your country did all that? Fucking idiots. That's like if your 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 friend is like, no, no, you can't you can't date that guy. That guy, I heard that guy raped Heather. And you were like, oh, yeah, but that's just Heather. Like who no one cares about that. Like, why would you care about that? Heather like doesn't even read the Atlantic. Tummies. So I just want to get to one more thing because tomorrow I want to hopefully focus on the debates and I'm just going to keep apologizing for the sound quality because it's actually pissing me off because I really like kind of enjoy that I have a nice sounding podcast most of the time. Um, But they tried to make hay the other day out of Trump storming out of the Leslie Stahl interview. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Trump sat down for an interview with 60 Minutes and the Trump people said that they were going to record the interview for their own archives. So CBS immediately started lying about how the interview went. And so Trump was like, oh, I get it. Okay, so you guys, you guys were just lying. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the interview out. And then no problem, right? Because you're not out there trying to screw me. So it won't matter that I just put the whole interview out, right? Because you're not lying. You're not lying by saying I stormed out. And you're not going to cut this in a way that makes me look stupid or like a liar, right? But then they do exactly that. And so Trump goes, hey, here you go. Now it's on the internet. You know what? It is on the internet. You can watch it and you should watch it. And when you do watch it, I want you to notice two or three certain things, okay? First of all, Leslie Stahl starts out with, we're going to have some tough questions for you. Is that okay? And Trump goes, "Uh, no, actually. Why don't you try fair questions? And she's like, okay, well, they're fair, but tough. And he's like, well, you don't ask tough questions to Joe Biden. And she's like, oh, oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. What do you mean? Let's just move on. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here are the questions. Don't you know that COVID cases are rising? Like, how are people going to trust you to handle the pandemic? Dum, 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 dum. And Trump's like, yeah, COVID cases are rising because we test more than everybody else and test find tons of cases based on how we do the tests. Hospitalizations, 
Are they a problem? Nope. Deaths? Nope. Done. Period. Ixnay on the ombre. All right? Then she tries. Women, you know, women don't like you. I heard you, you know, in your, in your rally speech the other day saying like, oh, women, please like me. And he's like, yeah, I was joking. And of course he was joking. Everyone there was laughing. Everyone, everyone, everyone was laughing. If you can't tell when Trump is joking right now, then you're stupid, okay? Or then you're not paying attention. It's got to be one of the two. Or, or maybe you have no sense of humor. So either you're stupid, you have no sense of humor, or you're not paying attention at all. But none of those are excuses to then say that he's not joking and that when I say he's joking, that's not a good enough excuse because I fucking know when he's joking. Why? Because I'm not stupid. I do have a sense of humor and I watch every goddamn thing he says because I care enough to watch. So then she tries, well, you know, the economy is just... Yeah. What about the unemployment claims? And Trump's like, we've added uh, 11.4 million jobs in the last few months since the, you know, the pandemic thing. That wasn't my fault. That came in from China. China did that, right? Yes, but employment claims are up. You have to admit that. Well, unemployment claims might be up because California and New York and Michigan and Illinois and other terrible Democrat-run states are keeping their people locked down. The rest of the country is doing just fine. The overall unemployment rate, the last one that was released, there'll be another one soon, but the last one that was released was 7.8-7.9%. That's equivalent to what Obama and Biden left office with, and they did not have a pandemic. Beyond that, in the red states, in the open states, unemployment is about 5%. In California and New York, it's 11 and 12. So you tell me where the problem is. Is that a Trump problem? Hell no, it ain't. And so what's happening now is a media meltdown. And, and this 60 Minutes interview should not only ruin 60 Minutes as the institution it is, it should ruin all of the legacy media. Because you can compare side by side. I actually, I was, I was considering this because I was wondering if CBS would have the balls to still cut and edit the same way that they were going to and then put it out on air and allow their dishonesty to be shown to people like me while keeping the blinders on all of the dumb Democrats. Or whether they would release the whole thing too and just say, here it is. This is our honest reporting. We don't know why Donald Trump made a big deal out of it, right? And just and try to say that like we actually think it's a very fair interview. That would be the smart thing to do if they want to preserve their institution. But the problem is they may not be able to preserve their institution regardless because if Trump wins, they're probably cooked. So I am of a mind to think that it's maybe a little above 50-50 that they might just go ahead and cut the interview to make Trump look stupid and assume that that narrative will take up and that enough people won't watch the real one and that that narrative will overpower in the mainstream and then people who are waffling or on the edge will just revert to the central narrative rather than having to think harder. 
And that should worry everybody because that is state media. And that is state media trying to destroy an American president. And that is traitorous and pathetic. And the funniest thing about Trump's answers, and I hope you guys all uh, will notice this, especially whoever's listened to the On Theorism episode and the other essay episodes, but Trump is the first rooted American president of our lifetime, potentially the first uh, rooted politician of our lifetime, or maybe even rooted public figure. Trump is 100% rooted. He tells the truth but only in a way that connects to reality. And he often gets things wrong about that. Don't get me wrong. And he often lets his insecurities skew things. But what Trump is saying, the thrust of what he's saying, the importance of what he's saying, and the emotion with which he uh, delivers what he's saying, those are all totally rooted and 100% real. And so I hope you guys watch, uh, watch the real whole interview and then watch the fake interview like the one that they cut down and see if there's a difference and see exactly what the differences are because that will tell you everything you need to know about media. All right, I'm going to be back tomorrow. It'll probably be another late high noon because I have to record a guest podcast in the morning. Um, And that one's going to be really interesting. It's on voter fraud with an actual expert, not like uh, the one that they put on TV to say, yeah, you know, there's almost never a problem with voter fraud. There's actually nothing wrong with it. And it's proven because no one's ever, ever, ever looked. Cause why would they complain? It's just Democrat States. And why would we lie? All right. I already started into the end and then I got off on a thing. Sorry. I'll be back tomorrow at a different reasonable time, but the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at imyourmoderator.com or use the hashtag heymoderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon where I'll have additional daily ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening until next time. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul, be reasonable. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at imyourmoderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. 
And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon, down on the range. It's hell!